this amateur hour. Yeah, I ain't no Superman businessman like you. You know, I'm just an amateur. I suppose. Amateur hour is what's happening. <laughs> amateur hour is what's AHPKC is brought to you by ArrowheadPride.com. This is a show about football and friendship and fun. We're truthful, but not always accurate. We're red and yellow and ridiculous. We're basically Andy Reid's wardrobe, but but a podcast. Enough of the formalities. Can we talk Chiefs now? Let's go. still have, as always, Ryan Scott Hall and his Durkins. What's up? Durkin. What's up? Chiefs went down. Chiefs went down a dark, dark path. Yeah. On Sunday. Yeah. First yeah. loss of the 2017 season. I almost forgot what it was like, but I, I still do watch Nebraska every week, so <laughs> I, 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 you know, I still know what it's like. I heard that Nebraska had, like, a really bad game. <laughs> like, a really bad game. It's possible. Okay. That, that might have helped. <laughs> well, the Chiefs fall to, I don't know, maybe, like, they're... Five and one. Yeah. Oh. I was going to talk about Pittsburgh. They're, oh, okay. They're, like... Nemesis? I, I don't know, man. They're they're that team right now. Kryptonite? Um, I... Can you? I'm just. I'm just. You're. You're in charge today. Nah, no, nah, don't do that. No, nah. I don't want to be in charge. <laughs> I um. I mean, like I I, the Steelers. I, they were. They were pissed off. They were desperate. They were hungry, and they played like a team that wanted that win more than our football team did. And you know what? They needed that win more than our football team did. I mean, we've been saying all season we're playing with house money. We dropped that game. You know who else lost? Denver. And Oakland. Can we talk real quickly about how while driving to Rob's house on Sunday, I said, I have this weird feeling that Denver's going to lose tonight. You're like, why? Like, we tried to name who was going to play on offense for the Giants. I tried to come up with one way how the Giants would move the ball. And just had nothing. And because of all of that, for whatever reason, I feel like the Giants Because the NFL is insane this year. Like, the NFL is always insane, but this year it's, it's batshit crazy. Like, there's no great team, unless you want to include us, or the Eagles. You, you really think that game that we went to in Week 2 was the battle of the two best teams in the NFL? I, I mean, it is record-wise. Everybody else has two losses already. Yeah. There's some shitty teams out there, uh, but everybody else, man, it is just a grab bag. So, um, here's, here's the, the story of the game. Here's the story of the Chiefs' first loss of the 2017 football season. Tonight, 
My, uh, my grandfather is in town. He's 87 years old. And I'm sitting there at Cracker Barrel. Oh, love Cracker Barrel. With my grandpa and my mom. And I said, Great guys... early bird specials at Cracker Barrel, if you didn't know. Uh, I think it's just always that cheap. Oh. Uh, but, but sure, Cracker Barrel's great. Trying to track, trying to drop a Cracker Barrel joke here. Um, so I said, hey, did you, did you guys watch the game yesterday? And my mom goes, you know, Ryan, the Chiefs just didn't play like the Chiefs yesterday. <laughs> I said, well, what do you mean, Mom? Please bear in mind that my mother thinks every former football player is Joe Montana. They're all Joe Montana. I watched this interview the other day, and Joe Montana... No, Mom, it wasn't Joe Montana, because they didn't pay him enough to do an interview. Um, <laughs> that was Chester McLaughlin. But she said, you know, the Chiefs, it's like, it's like they were just they were just weird out there early in the game, and then they were just off their game the whole day. So do you want um, to call her up and, and get more? No. So okay. so here's the deal. Um, I mean, I, I I hear what you're saying about the Pittsburgh wanted the game more, and the Chiefs have been playing with house money, and blah 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 blah. blah. Listen, fuck that. All right, the Chiefs played like shit on Sunday. Of course. Um, and. I don't they play, yeah. like they they played like inexcusably poor and I refuse to write this off as Pittsburgh needed it more than the Chiefs and the Chiefs are still in a good position because I've got some major questions after that football game. Um I I can look at the last few games against Pittsburgh and you obviously see the trend. You see the trend with what the scores have been. Um, and, and you just see that Pittsburgh seems to maybe have the Chiefs number a little bit. Pittsburgh didn't do anything on Sunday that the Chiefs didn't know was coming. Nope. And the Chiefs still couldn't do anything about it. And I think that the biggest thing to me, the easiest parallel that I feel like I can draw... Um, are the years that the Chiefs had to fight to try to beat Peyton Manning and the Broncos. There was a mental, specifically mental edge that Denver had over the Chiefs. And I know that for a while you talked about the physical edge that Denver brought to the game that the Chiefs couldn't seem to match. Um, I don't I don't think that there's any sort of physicality necessarily that Pittsburgh is bringing that the Chiefs are not. Um, but I mean, they absolutely got whooped on both sides of the ball in the trenches. There's no question about that. Um, the funny thing to me is that I know people are talking about how, oh man, it's the first week that the chiefs offensive line hasn't really looked all that great. Well, the chiefs, um, I think have allowed the most sacks in the NFL. And if not, they're still in like the top three. And I know that we were missing three interior offensive linemen, but really the play of the game for Pittsburgh's defense came down to James Harrison, who had only played seven snaps this season, absolutely demoralizing Eric Fisher, former number one overall draft pick Eric Fisher, left tackle Eric Fisher. Um, heard, heard of him. I, uh, I, I don't think there was a single positive to take away from the game yesterday other than Harrison Butker didn't miss a kick. Congratulations. Um, I thought that they were thoroughly outcoached and thoroughly outplayed on both sides of the ball, and I don't care that the final score was, you know, 19-13 to 13 or whatever it was. 
Um, that did not tell the story of the ass kicking that the Chiefs got on Sunday. Uh, I don't disagree with any of that. Uh, Chiefs are a little bit better on sacks than you than you think. They're nineteenth in the NFL. Um, but I would agree. Uh, they were giving up. They were allowing four a game. I mean, I don't have the per games. It's, that, just, it's just total. That, it's fifteen total. Sacks I around. think that's the number of sacks oh, the Chiefs defense has rather is. than the number they've allowed. That is. There you go. My bad. Uh, well, I do not. Uh, just no. They got their ass kicked. I mean, but what do you want to say? What's what's what, what do you do about it? Do better. Um, well, so we didn't really talk about it last week um, because we spent the entire show praising Andy Reid. Um, but the Chiefs' defense has some major issues. And I do mean major. Um, I think that what you see right now, um, I know that kind of leading up to the game and then in the aftermath of the game as well, there are a lot of numbers floating around talking about um, teams that are able to run against the Chiefs in certain defensive sets. Um, I'm pretty sure that I saw today the Chiefs are allowing almost nine yards a carry out of the dime package. They're allowing almost eight yards a carry out of the nickel package. Chiefs um, are 28th in sex, though. Just, just clear that up. Just in that. So, yeah, very, yeah. still bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I don't think that right now the Chiefs have a single above-average inside linebacker. Um, I, and I don't, so I, I don't want to turn this whole show into negative, but I'm not going to sit here and try to paint a pretty picture about what happened yesterday. And I think that I'll be positive. I'll be, I'll be good cop. I, I think that, um, it, it's, it's definitely time to talk about some of the problems that the chiefs have on defense and try to figure out how to fix them. But the thing that I think makes me most angry about yesterday is that Chiefs fans need to take a look in the mirror and say one of two things happened. Either Pittsburgh is the better football team or this coaching staff, who we believe is one of the best in the NFL, got thoroughly outcoached. One of those two things happened yesterday. So if you think that Pittsburgh is not better than the Chiefs, then you have to be able to say that the Chiefs got thoroughly outcoached? Yeah, I mean, I'd say both. You think that Pittsburgh is better than the Chiefs? Well, I don't know if they're better, but they match up so well against us. I mean, this just happens with certain teams. Like, the Chiefs match up with with the Broncos well now because their strengths are at corner... And the Chiefs don't use their outside receivers very much. They can attack the middle of the field and, and beat Denver that way. Denver matches up well with Oakland because they have those corners. They can shut down those receivers on the outside, and Oakland can't do anything on offense. Like so, There's just certain Oakland matchups. Oakland doesn't have to be playing Denver to not be able to do anything on offense. Of course, offense, not right? this year. Not this year. <laughs> um, but I'm just saying, like, in, uh, on Nick's show today, they were talking about how back in the, the 90s, you know, there was uh, they had Daryl Johnson on. And they were saying, like, the Cowboys could beat the Packers. Uh, but the 49ers beat the Cowboys, and the Packers beat the 49ers. It's just this triangle of, you know, good matchups. One team's kind of favorite of the other. And they kind of compared it to right now in the AFC, the Patriots own the Steelers, the Steelers own the Chiefs, and the Chiefs, you know, kind of own the Patriots, I guess. Mm. If you could say anyone's has one up on the Patriots, it might be us. Okay. I mean, I guess that's fair, but I was basically going to, I, I, I was going to ask the question, well, so if the Chiefs are in this triangle, like, who do the Chiefs beat? Yeah. Um, 
So, so. Look, I mean, one of the one of the big things that I think I walked away from the game with was, you know, we've been really excited about the way that Justin Houston is playing, um, and like, but I I kind like I want to have a conversation about Justin Houston not having an impact yesterday, but. I don't trust how Bob Sutton is using him like enough to be able to speak anything about Justin Houston's play. I mean, we know that Justin Houston is... It, we're not talking just above average. Like, Justin Houston is a, a top five player at his position at both rushing the passer and playing the run. And we don't really know how good he is at dropping into coverage. He but those, are good the, coverage, those are the but three now, things that he's asked to do. He's a bit of a dad runner. And and it seems like it seems like the only time that Justin Houston is making an impact on the game is when he's in coverage and he's getting beat because it's he's being asked to run thirty yards away from the play. I like I think it's just when the offense gets Houston in coverage, they they stretch him and it's and it's apparent because he's he's not as fast as he used to be. I, I can't believe he was that slow at all times. He looks very slow, and I mean it's, it's understandable. He's old, he's older, and he's battling injuries, injuries like crazy. But yeah, he didn't didn't have a great game, especially because the Steelers' right tackle went out in what first quarter. Well, and the, the entire game, the guy that had been playing the last three or four weeks came back in. So okay. I mean, yeah, okay. I mean, and, I mean that's fine. And, and they also there was the PFF stat like Houston had zero pressures for the second time in his last ten games, both come against Pittsburgh. Like, I don't know. They know how to block him. They know how to block him. I, 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 I don't know. I, I, if, I, if I'm mad at someone, it's Bob Sutton from the game. Because I think they went in with the exact same strategy they went in with the playoff game last year. And so did Pittsburgh. Like, let's see if they stop this. And we never stopped it. Mm-hmm. And that was it. So we were playing from behind the whole game. And obviously um, the offense was terrible too. And I think there's uh, excuses for that as well, which we'll get to. Uh, but the defense, uh, their philosophy works against a lot of the league. I think they need to change it up when they play Pittsburgh. Um, I can't remember who I was listening to. I listened to a little bit um, of, of post-game last night. I didn't listen to a whole lot of radio today. Um, but somebody, I, I want to say maybe it was Ron Hughley on 610, and he was talking about like, the problem with Sutton um, and really with the Chiefs defense as a whole is that, like, they do exactly what they do. There is no element of surprise about the Chiefs defense. And so when you look at, and he's like, you know, don't get me wrong, the, the play that Antonio Brown scores on was really played perfectly. It was called perfectly, and, yeah. the, and the players don't execute. But he's like, the thing that the Chiefs defense has to be willing to do is like every once in a while throwing a recall that teams are not prepared for. And, you know, we saw that like against Houston on that one play, Peters went to the other side of the field and they ended up scoring a touchdown on it anyway. But something like that, which you have suggested this year, like suddenly allow Peters to trail the best receiver, like that's what good teams do. That's what good defenses do. That's what good players do. And sooner or later, if it's the fourth quarter and you need to get a stop, you don't want Terrence Mitchell or Philip Gaines or whoever on Antonio Brown. You want Marcus Peters there. That's the guy that you want covering that player. 
And if you see consistently after a few plays that Marcus Peters is, you know, traveling with Antonio Brown, then Pittsburgh is thinking about that. Then they have to adjust. They have to do something about it. And and if Bob Sutton, listen, the the bend but don't break stuff. I don't care. I really don't. And frankly, like it's amazing to me. What? I I. There are people that complain about it. There are people that think that Bob Sutton needs to be fired, that they don't like the way that the team plays defense because we allow teams to continue to just kind of get in a rhythm by not really just loading up to try to stop people. Um, and I, I I don't know about any of that. It's, I, it's undeniably successful. Yeah. I mean, But it can also be extremely frustrating. It can because... You know, teams like Pittsburgh get to rack up 20-some-odd first downs in a game. Um, and so, like, it looks really bad. Oh, my gosh, the Chiefs are, you know, allowing... Like, if you look at it in terms of yards, the Chiefs are... are whoever is playing the Chiefs becomes, like, the third-best offense in the NFL, essentially. We're 29th in total yards. Yeah, so in terms of, of yardage allowed, but they're still, like, I'd say top half of the league in scoring or so. Um, I mean... I don't. I don't necessarily have a problem with like the overall philosophy of the defense, but it's it's really hard to swallow and it's really hard to understand that a number of times in a row now against a team where you just saw Roethlisberger throw five picks last week because he was constantly under pressure and you don't bring any pressure at all. I mean, D Ford gets a sack. Early in the game, and and he was one of three or four guys rushing. We weren't blitzing Roethlisberger at all. I do think they adjusted later in the game, and they're kind of bringing pressure. Uh, I I wonder if they kind of figured some things out. I mean, I think they were having to do it out of necessity because, like, oh, we have to get stops now. We can't just let them, you know, own the second half clock. Uh, you saw them bring pressure a little bit against Ben in the second half, and it worked. Uh, and I, I think you want to see more of that against Pittsburgh. There's Bob Sutton. There's no one that's harder to get a grasp on for me than Bob Sutton. I just go back from like every two weeks, just wild swings. Like, oh man, Bob Sutton doing a fantastic job. And then two weeks later, I'm like, what is Bob Sutton doing? Mm-hmm. Like, I just can't get a grasp on his value to the team. I I cannot I cannot grasp it right now. Or I, I've never been able to grasp it. I guess uh, I thought he had. Like back in 2014, put put a great exhibition on all season long, and since then it's just been kind of uh, it's it's been but don't break defense, and it works a lot of the times, but you have to know when to get out of it, and he doesn't seem to know when to get out of it. Well, and this Pittsburgh game was the game to get out of it. Rossberger coming off the five picks, like I tweeted before the game, it's the ultimate test for the run D. Like, Le'Veon complained about touches. They're one of the best run offenses in the league. They just ran all over us in Arrowhead in January. Like, you know what's coming. And we were just like, go ahead and do it. We'll be fine. And it wasn't. It wasn't good enough. The the biggest problem, I think, though, is that I feel like the defense did a good enough job for the Chiefs to win. Um, and And the offense didn't do anything until the fourth quarter. Um, the crazy thing, before we get switched, are, are you I'm, not, I'm not switching okay. yet. I just, well, one crazy thing, I mean, I saw someone break it down before the game. I can't even remember who it was now, but like our front seven starters from the playoff game versus this game. 
And it's like we saw the exact same results. Like Le'Veon Bell almost had the exact same day that he did in the playoff game. Mm-hmm. And yet we only had two and a half same starters from the playoff game. And that's using Justin Houston as a half because he was, quote-unquote, not healthy last year. Um, so it's, it's kind of crazy. We, so we had who this, are the, the other two starters? D Ford and Chris Jones. Okay. And even at that Everybody time, else. Chris Jones was still only playing like a third of the snaps. No, not the playoff game. He was, he was playing a lot of it. He was ineffective, but... Okay. Uh, so it's crazy that we have this complete personnel turnover... And it seems like an upgrade in almost every position there, and yet we still got the exact same results, which completely points to scheme to me. Also that some of these players aren't as good as we realize. And if we want to have the Derek Johnson conversation, I mean, we, we probably should. I think everybody kind of realized it this week that he was not the same DJ. Everyone's kind of been on the fence. I mean, obviously you've been uh, against him most of the season, and he just looked... Not up for on Sunday. But I don't know how to handle that. How do you handle that? Do you bench him? I mean... You just hope that his Achilles starts healing and he starts playing better? See, and that's the thing, man, is that, like... Here, here's the deal. Derek Johnson... If Derek Johnson is starting on this team next season... I almost I see feel no like chance. That, I feel Unless like he gets a vast improvement throughout this season, I just, I just, there's no chance. Even then, there, I, there, I just don't. That just doesn't make any sense to me. And you hear these guys saying, you know, Derek Johnson, I want to play four more years. Well, you're going to do it in another uniform. I mean, like if we can just be frank about it and not nostalgic, Navarro Bowman, not a better like all-time career player. Certainly a better player right now today. I have no idea. I never, I never watched. And and more important to his team, I think. I mean, probably. do you watch 49ers? I mean, how do you, how do you know? Um, I mean, I would say that Navarro Bowman is a better player than Derek Johnson right now today based on statistics and based on the fact that I just... I, I watch Derek Johnson enough. Now... And, and so maybe I I'm not watching the 49ers all 22 yeah, I mean, snaps, could, but be, like it's Navarro Bowman got cut this week. What are you What are you saying, Navarro? Yes, Navarro. It's not. It's spelled Navarro. I'm going Navarro. Either way, it doesn't matter. Navarro. We both know who we're talking about, <laughs> and he got cut. And Derek Johnson, because of nostalgia, is allowed to play. Well, and and that's not comparable. They're how a, is it not comparable? Because they're a terrible team that's going nowhere. Like and, the, you and, know, there's no need to play a veteran player on a, on a bad team. Like go young. I just I, I get I that. Feel so like, what are you going to do? Cut Derek Johnson? That's not what I'm saying. But I feel like Derek Johnson is a hindrance to what the defense is capable of doing. I no, would disagree. rather I would disagree. rather be seeing young developing players on that defense right now, so that come crunch time when we're in the playoffs, that those guys are more battle-tested than they are right now. It's the same conversation that we had when we got rid of Jeremy Macklin, who I think everyone can agree as far as at his position, way more effective than Derek Johnson. I mean, maybe not this season, but he's got Joe Flacco playing quarterback. But, like, the expectations for what Derek Johnson would do for the defense and what Jeremy Macklin would do for the offense weighted very heavily in favor of Jeremy Macklin, right? 
yeah. And I, don't, I don't I don't get the comparison, but the I'm saying that like when we cut Jeremy Macklin, the conversation was Money. I well, for me, the reason that I was okay with getting rid of Jeremy Macklin is because Money. I wanted to see guys like Robinson get the snaps. I want to get guys ready for when Mahomes takes over. And Jerry exactly. Macklin, not going to be a part exactly. of that offense. It was for when we had different expectations for this season, which have now been raised. I just... I'm not disagreeing with you, but I don't know what to do. What do you do? Bench Derek Johnson? I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with I it. don't either, but it's a ballsy move. So, I mean, but that's the and thing. That's, that's the thing. is that I feel Do like, you go there? Do you phase him out? Do you just start... What, Kevin Pierre-Louis But that's, that's the kind of question that I was trying to ask, even just a couple weeks ago, asking Therese, saying, hey man, like, what do you do? Do you just rip the Band-Aid off in the offseason, or do you start to try to face him out? And he says, I'm not worried about Derek Johnson. At what point are we worried? Oh, I think everyone's worried now. Well, I think everyone joined in after after this week. He was and, and noticeably behind on a number of plays. I just... I, I'm I'm just I'm I'm at a place with the defense where I feel like you know we can look at let's say the you know the best offense that we've seen the Chiefs play in the last 15 years is Dick Vermeil right and that 2003 team that ends up in the no punt game against Indy because you don't have a defense that can give you a stop well we have a defense that can get you stops. And at least until yesterday, we thought we had an offense that was going to go out and you know score close to thirty points every game, essentially. And that's where I think some of the frustration with the defense, even my own frustration with the defense, is misplaced. Because if anyone didn't do their job yesterday, it's the offense. Don't don't let's not do it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing offense versus defense. I'm not trying to pit one against the other, but I'm saying if anyone didn't do their job yesterday, it's the offense. They both got their asses whipped, pretty equally in my opinion. So, I mean, I, I just, I just, the Chiefs have 28 rushing yards. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the offense got their ass kicked. Obviously, <laughs> they did. They did not get the job done. They also got. I mean, offense has injuries all over the place. They do. Defense has what? Steven Nelson? I guess Eric Berries. <laughs> Wait, you know, that's Well, pro. fuck, there's so many people getting hurt that I can't even keep track anymore. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get to the offense. Uh, the defense, I just don't know what to do. What to do. And that's the thing that sucks is that. Are, are you really going to? Derek Johnson, this Chiefs legend who is now struggling, who's probably in his last year with the team, the Chiefs are 5 and 1, one of the best teams in the NFL. Do you go to a place where you bench him, or do you just hope that he gets better? Well, I mean, I, you, do you I don't, juggle? I don't, do I you don't start juggling the team, and I don't have to deal with all the media fallout, and I don't have to do any of that. Like, if I'm playing Madden, Derek Johnson is not playing. You know, if I'm playing politics, of course, Derek Johnson has to continue to play. But I have to figure out ways to try to phase him out, and and only use him in situations where I feel like hopefully. I'm not gonna have to ask him to do too much. It's almost and it's and it's maybe as, impossible. It's almost as shitty as this sounds. Like hope that he gets hurt so you can replace him. Well, I mean the the I, I said that as as quietly right. as I possibly. So hopefully not everybody on the podcast heard that. The alternative is that you hope that you know maybe after the Raiders game he gets a rest 
and then you ultimately get a bye week, essentially like two weeks later, that like you'll finally maybe get to see him at full strength or whatnot. I mean, it took him a while to get going last year. And, and even then, I still don't think that Derek Johnson was very good last year. Um, I mean, we've, we've seen the writing on the wall, and they have you know brought in a bunch of different guys to compete, and they brought in Reggie Ragland, who frankly I don't think Reggie Ragland's made an impact yet, but he may not be completely healthy either. Um, and, I, and, and I don't think Kevin Pierre-Louis has looked good either. No, and and that's, Ruben, that's the thing. Like none of his back, like that's Ruben that makes Wilson it harder like, to bench him. Is that none of these backup guys? Look, I think Rameek Wilson has, has looked like the best inside linebacker that has played for the Chiefs this season. I think personally, that, I think that Rameek has looked like the best linebacker that's played on the team in the last two years, <laughs> and and he's been inactive a few weeks this this season already. And I don't I don't quite understand that. Um, and I mean, when you look at the preseason, I really thought I thought Legway played fantastic. Now, granted, he's playing against like third stringers, but the fact that fucking Tinker, I let's just let's just start Ramik Wilson and Legway next week. I'm just, I'm dude, I'm just saying. And like, I'm not, no, I'm not mocking you. I'm saying it's better to figure it out now than to just ride it out and face these same consequences later. Well, and the the bigger problem is that if you allow Derek Johnson to continue to play, hoping that he gets better, then you find yourself in the same position that you found yourself last year, which is Derek Johnson gets hurt, and then you are unprepared the last few weeks and say, well, who's going to play in his spot? Terrence Smith. No one has been playing here. And you end up having to have someone, an undrafted player, that hasn't played any defensive snaps all season, step into the starting lineup. Like, I that's, that's my frustration, is that... Like, I, I think that, you know, what was highlighted in the game by Tony Romo was talking about the difference between Eric Berry and Daniel Sorensen. The problem for me in the game is that Pittsburgh, like, I, and I, I tweeted this and, like, I really thought it was kind of the story of the game, at least as far as the Chiefs defense versus the Steelers offense. Like, I don't know if this is some master class by Todd Haley or just such an elementary, predictable game plan by Bob Sutton. Because what happened was the Steelers would send out their personnel, and if the Chiefs lined up with two defensive linemen, they ran. And when they started bringing in three defensive linemen, they threw the ball. And all they did was just counter whatever the Chiefs did as far as personnel was concerned, and we couldn't stop either way. This was the first time in Steelers history, the last three or four seasons that the guys have played together, two of the best players at their position in the league, that Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell both had 150 yards in a game. <laughs> like, I just... We couldn't we couldn't do anything to stop them. Whatever Pittsburgh seemed to need, they got. Yeah, I and I just think it was a rolled-over game plan put from the playoff game. Like, I don't see any differences, really. I feel like they were like, let's see if they can stop it yet. And we couldn't. Until... You know, fourth quarter. I think we, I think we got some stops. We made some changes, and maybe that provides some hope for the future. So, do, I mean, could you, could you conceivably say, in our amateur opinions, that both Todd Haley and Bob Sutton rolled their game plans over? Yes, because yes. Bob Sutton said, "Well, if we could keep them to eighteen or nineteen points, then well, it doesn't matter." And the offense is playing so much better that, like, let's see what we can do. Exactly. Exactly. It's. Hope the offense plays at the same level, and it didn't. So we can say that the offense didn't do their job then? Maybe? Maybe? 
if you want. Maybe just a little bit. If you want. Look, if you want. I know. I'm not going to sit here and be like, they scored 19 points, so the offense should have scored 20 points. It is their fault. <laughs> it's their fault. Them over there. That number two scoring offense in the NFL. Get them. Look. I ain't going to do that. I ain't going to do it because that is the laziest analysis ever. It's lazier than QB wins. It's lazier than, what was the other thing? Box score analysis. So it's what just, happened? Tell me about the offense yesterday. It's just, it's game flow. It's it's feeding off one another. I mean, it's no coincidence. The Chiefs, okay. Some stats here. Last 35 games, including playoffs, the Chiefs are 28-7. and seven. We've heard a lot of these numbers. Uh, they are 0-3 versus the Steelers with Big Ben. This is including the playoffs. The losses in those games, 1913, 1816, 1917, 1917, 1916, 1912, and then, oh, 27-20, the playoff lost to the Patriots, and then But these games, this is how the Chiefs play. Like, they want games like this. And to beat the Chiefs, you have to out-Chiefs the Chiefs. So this is how the games go. Like, it's no coincidence that we have six of the seven losses that are pretty much all the exact same score. Like, it's the easiest way to win games in the NFL. And it's the way to beat the Chiefs. To out-Chiefs them. Like, we talk all, all the time about the Andy Reid way to win. The, the shutdown mode, all of that. It's to get a lead and then and then just play keep away. Okay, but that you're saying that they out chiefs the Chiefs. I I think that what you're doing is writing off one bad game from Andy Reid and the offense and just saying I'm not going to blame the offense. Um, and and I don't think that I think that that. If you're going to say blaming the offense is lazy analysis, I think not blaming the offense or just saying, like, well, look at the fact that they, you know, have lost seven games and all of them are these low-scoring games and you have this formula of beating the Chiefs. Well, if Andy Reid is such a genius, then figure it out. He's 28-7 and seven in his last 35 games. What do you mean figure it out? I'm, he has figured it out. Not against Pittsburgh, he hasn't. All right. All right. I mean, I mean not every team wins the Super Bowl. What? what? My... We, we thought that the Chiefs were the best team in the league, and we thought that Pittsburgh walked in here. And, and don't get me wrong, like, we know that it's Pittsburgh, but, like, even if Pittsburgh needed that game more than the Chiefs did, in terms of having, like, the right edge and the right mentality to win the Super Bowl, Pittsburgh could have lost yesterday and still, like, not been written off by anyone in the league. And the Chiefs, because they lost to Pittsburgh, what did you see? From every single national reporter... Same old Chiefs. That's exactly how they're going to lose in the playoffs. This is exactly what we expected. As soon as you play a good team, as soon as you play a big powerhouse team, then this is what you get. Like, if the Chiefs want to be taken seriously, they have to win games like that. They can't go 28-7 and but have all their seven losses, you know, be against teams like Pittsburgh. I think they won games like that last year. That was, that was the whole mantra going into the playoffs. Hey, we finally beat good teams. It still didn't. It still didn't work. I mean, there's no. I just. There's not a certain path to the Super Bowl here. You're making the best team that you can, and then you hope that you win in January. 
No, I mean, I... I mean, what do you want the... I don't... I feel like... Um, I, I want to... I want to try to fix what happened yesterday and try to avoid having it happen again. And I feel like what I'm hearing from you is maybe they didn't really do anything wrong. Or something. They no, just got outplayed. I said, I said Bob Sutton should completely change his game plan for the next game. Okay, but I'm I'm talking about the offense. Like that's. Well, we you can't you can't have you can't uh, have all. I said. I think you're you're taking this too far. I'm saying if you just look at the final score and say they didn't score enough points, so it's the offense's fault. That's lazy. That's all I'm saying. I just I look at the first half and the Chiefs had. Yeah, they were dreadful. One, one first they down. They got destroyed. Ran like 11 plays in the first half. Yeah, and the defense got destroyed too. I just... Man, I, I, I don't this, know. This I have, is a I, pointless I, argument. There's no... There's, offense versus defense debates are dumb. Okay. Um, I, I was hoping to have a conversation about some of the ways that... Um, the offense had a bad game, um, and I'm not necessarily trying to pit it against the defense. Um, but I don't, I don't know if you want to go down that path or not. Sure. So um, I already mentioned that the Chiefs had uh, 28 rushing yards in the game. Uh, that was the fewest since 1970. Man, uh, we've seen some bad Chiefs teams over the years. Wait, and that was the fewest rushing yards since 1970 for the Chiefs. Yeah, 28, oh, 28 rushing yards in a game. Fewest since 1970. Um, I mean, really, I thought that the last time that I saw the offense play that poorly in a half was the last time that they played Pittsburgh in that game that they got blown out and it was 29 to nothing at halftime. So, um, and I, I just... I, I don't know... Um, I don't know how to be okay with what we saw from the offense and say, you know, maybe it was it was just one game or, or what, and, you know, they're going to be okay this week. Um, I know that for five weeks or so now we've, we've seen the Chiefs offense look really good, but I, um, man, it was, it was, it brought back nightmares to see an Alex Smith led Andy Reid led Chiefs offense look that like completely lost again. And um I mean maybe the Raiders are the 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 perfect antidote come Thursday. That will help. Um I did see that Jeff Schwartz tweeted that like them playing on Thursday is is kind of perfect because it just allows you it, it like forces you to move on. Like you really won't talk that much about Pittsburgh. You're just gonna immediately have to start preparing for Oakland. Oh yeah, you win the Oakland game. None of this. I mean, it's it's completely gone. I mean, other than next time you play Pittsburgh. I mean, it's not like they're going away. This is very likely a matchup in January. And I just that's the thing that I think scares me a little bit is that if you immediately move on to let's focus on playing the Raiders, we can't look at this that much. I mean, maybe after that. You know, everybody gets the extra time to prepare Andy Reid, and you got Monday night against Denver following this Raider game that, like, 
at what point are they going to evaluate what happened in that game? You know, because if if they just if they just move on and they just say, well, that sucked, but like we're on to Oakland. There's a lot that the Chiefs can learn from what happened, and clearly they didn't learn from what happened in the playoff game because we just saw the exact same game transpire at home again. Yeah. And and frankly, I think against in probably a worse Pittsburgh team. I mean, I could be wrong, but like, uh, at least it just in terms of the way that they're playing, Pittsburgh has been terrible. They lost to the Bears. I don't like, understand how they lose these games. Like that's that's why I don't. That's why I don't respect Tomlin. I guess that's why I don't put him among the elite because they lose these. I guess because I see him play the Chiefs and they look like the best team in the NFL every time, and then I watch them in these other games. And they're losing to the fucking Bears and the Jaguars. Like, how? How are these teams beating them? That's see, And that's the thing that frustrates me is that... That's why I say that they have this very clear mental edge over the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. I feel like Pittsburgh walked into Arrowhead on Sunday Completely with the utmost fearless. confidence. Like, doesn't matter. We're going to whoop this team's yeah. ass. That's why and, it's it sucks because I think we could have kind of ended them if we won that game. Right. Especially and if it played out how it did and then we stole it at the end. Cause then man, they'd be there'd be a lot of finger pointing going along if, if they dominated that game like that and we pulled it out like on that last drive. I just I mean, throughout the entire game, people are saying, like, how are we still in this? Like, how is this game still within reach? Well, I like the playoff game. And and to me, like, I just I think that I walked away from Sunday's game far more disappointed in Andy Reid and the offense than in Bob Sutton and the defense. Like that's just and and again, I'm not I'm not trying to pit them against each other. It's just a matter of like I that's that's just that that was my takeaway. It was like what the fuck, Andy? Come uh, on, well, man. I don't blame you because I mean Andy has higher expectations I think than than Bob Sutton. I, I guess. Um, I mean, I, I don't... Obviously, Andy got his ass kicked. I think... And that's, like... But I don't... Do you for, think this is a long-term problem with Andy? Like, you're concerned about Andy or what? I don't understand. I'm concerned about the bottom line, which is if, after having played this game in the playoffs, you just saw the exact same thing transpire... And apparently neither the offense nor the defense wanted to do much of anything differently. If anything, the offense played worse than it did in the playoff game. And, like, Andy's in charge. And and he may be more closely attributed to the offense, but, like, if, if Andy sees what's going on with the defense, sees that Pittsburgh is running all over us and something. I mean, and I'm not saying that Andy didn't do this, but, like, Andy's the head coach. He can go over and say something to Bob. He can talk to him. He can be involved in the preparation. And I'm not, I don't know if he was or he wasn't. But, like, Andy is the head coach. So, yeah, of course he has higher expectations placed on him than one of his coordinators. Like. Well, they're pretty separate. I, and I, I get that. But that's what I'm saying is, like, I just, I had greater expectations for the Chiefs in this game based on the way that the Chiefs have been playing, based on the way that Pittsburgh has been playing, and based on the fact that they they just played this game. And, like, 
this was this was supposed to be like revenge game for the Chiefs, and we walked in and rolled over at home. Yeah, I was talking to my brother a lot about that. Like, how could the Chiefs not be up for this after losing to the Steelers in the playoff game? And, I mean, honestly, I think it's just like the Steelers got embarrassed last week, and we got embarrassed, what, 10 months ago. And that's and last week's just, just trumps this one. I guess. I just, you know, you ask about how, you know, teams like Jacksonville – are able to... That was in Pittsburgh, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, how can they go into Pittsburgh and beat him? Um, I mean, I didn't watch that game, but I know how bad Blake Bortles is, and I know that I, they gave Fournette the ball like 30 times. They did. And Kareem Hunt had 14 total touches. He had nine carries. Yeah. I mean, like, there there are issues with the game plan, and, and I mean, we but can... But we also couldn't block. I mean... You can say we want to call more runs, but Kareem Hunt was fighting off tacklers three yards in line, behind the line of scrimmage on every run. Well, and, and that's the thing, is like, I, I just, I, I think that honestly, like, one of the, the bigger losses that happened during the game yesterday was Sharkandrick getting that concussion because, I mean, you see on on essentially like at the span of two to three plays, Kareem Hunt just gets completely dominated in pass protection. And we've talked about like how they've been pulling him out of the game situationally in obvious passing situations. And I mean, you you were calling Sharkandrick our fourth best offensive lineman, and you know you suddenly lose him in the middle of the game, and it's it's just the hunts like that's all you've got. I mean, to the point now where the Chiefs signed C.J. Spiller, whether he's still on the roster come Please Thursday, who knows. But, like, you know, they signed C.J. Spiller because, like, we don't, we don't have another running back. I mean, this is, this is the fear that we've talked about a little bit with Kareem is, you know, if he starts to slow down or if he gets injured, like, the offense is just completely toast. We don't have an answer. We don't have a backup plan at all. And, and apparently the backup plan is, is C.J. Spiller. You know, I'm fine um, with it, man. He looked good in the preseason. Like, like, give him some work. I, I thought, honestly, walking into the season, that C.J. Spiller was actually going to like have a role in the offense. But I mean, I really wouldn't be surprised. Like, if Kareem Hunt went down for an extended period of time, like you're going to see number one, the team will probably try to go sign a running back. I, I don't think there's a huge question about that. But like, for a week or two, they're going to have to like start putting DeAnthony Thomas at running back and. Tyreek Hill and you're running gonna back, some, and like you're going to see some 2014 Chiefs sideways passing it's offense. It's going to get it's going to get weird. I think we're on to the offense, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the injuries really caught up with them. I think losing Chris Conley, losing Albert Wilson, maybe not that big a deal by themselves. But both of them missing a game for the first time together, like I kept noting when we were when we were watching, like who's our weapons outside? We've got Ross Travis and DeAnthony Thomas and Demarcus Robinson. Like these are who we're putting out to try and beat the Steelers team. Mm-hmm. And I liken it to this: like the Bengals coming into the 2016 season, not this year, but last year. People were high on them, and I was like. They lost both Marvin Jones and Mohamed Sanu. And you may not think those players are great, 
but losing both of them together, like, that's, that's a hit. Like, who else are they going to throw to on offense? And I think what you saw with the Chiefs, I don't think Alex quite trusts Demarcus Robinson yet. Despite what he said. What, did he say contrary to that? Yeah, I mean, I think that, I, I want to say the direct quote was like, he's, he's been I trust playing, him. Yeah, he's been playing well. Yeah. I, I, I trust him. Yeah. Um, I don't think he trusts him. I don't think he looked his way on that deep ball. Uh, he missed him on that, when he was wide open on that final drive. And you just got to kind of wonder, like, does Chris Conley run that maybe like two yards deeper? Like, I think we were all underrating the continuity the Chiefs had going on offense. Like, we were able to put in all these plays. Demetrius Harris has been with us a while. Albert Wilson been with us a while. Chris Conley been with us a while. Like, we had, they had all been together for a while outside of Kareem Hunt. And that's the easiest position to just throw in there. Like, just hand on the ball and, and go do this. But all these package plays, you saw that we ran, like, some screens. We ran, like, that toss play to Tyreek Hill. And our receivers couldn't pick up the blocks. Like, we couldn't run these package plays that usually work for us. That Tyreek Hill run went for negative eight yards. Like, that's a, that's a drive killer. And I feel like we just weren't able to run the offense with both of them going out and with all these new weapons on the outside. Not to mention the three interior offensive linemen, which were all out. I, I guess, I mean, I, th- I thought Alex played really poorly. Alex wasn't um, good. Nobody was good. Who, nobody played well. Marcus, played, Marcus Peters played okay. Even he got picked on a little bit with the screen passes, but he was still probably our best player. Like, Houston didn't play well. DJ got exposed. Our defensive line was non-existent. Kareem Hunt had his worst game. Still went over 100 yards. Tyreek Hill. We talked about the three offensive stars on the Chiefs offense. How, how it's so great because you can't shut all three of them down now. Hunt, 21 yards rushing. Kelsey, 37 yards receiving. Tyreek Hill, 34 yards receiving. They were able to shut down all three somehow. I, I thought, honestly, I, I mean, I don't know what Pittsburgh did defensively to, to try to um, con- contain Travis Kelsey. I don't know if they were doing anything, like, schematically there. Um, I mean, I saw I, I saw I th- a number of people saying that, like, Kelsey just didn't seem engaged, or maybe he still has his, <laughs> has, has his bell rung a little bit. But, yeah. like... I saw someone say at some point, Ryan Shazier is, like, one of the best cover linebackers in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I think... And maybe that was I good enough. Romo talked about him. Like, I mean, he's he's really fast. He's called him the mean, fastest linebacker in the NFL. Like, I've, I've seen some people say he's really coming into his own. I don't know if that's the reason. I don't... I, I, just, I might rewatch this game. I might not. But I haven't yet. I think that when the Chiefs offense gets rolling, a lot of it has to do with getting the ball to Kelsey early. And um, they didn't do that. They got and, a force field. And, yeah, I mean, it's like, I don't think you have to do that with Tyreek because anytime he touches the ball, he can go. Um, I really don't think you have to do that with Kareem Hunt either. I mean, because we've seen him have a great game where he had four carries in the first half, and we've seen him have a great game where he had 15 carries in the first half. Like, it doesn't matter. Kareem ultimately seems to wear on people and play his best in the third and fourth quarter, and it seems like he's dominant in the fourth quarter. I mean, that's that's what you've seen through six weeks is the fourth quarter. Like, it's Kareem Hunt time. Um, and really, it, it, it seems like with Kelsey, like, you get him involved early, and that is that is the first way to try to punch the opposing team in the mouth is, is getting him going. Um, I just, 
I I don't like I I don't, I don't like the game plan for the offense or the defense. I don't like in-game decisions that were made by Andy. I don't like in-game decisions that were made by Bob. I mean, they may have made some adjustments, I guess. Like, I heard in Andy Reid's press conference that he thought that they were doing a lot better against Bell in the second half, and I didn't feel like that was the case at all. Just, uh, Bell's a special case, I guess, but, like, I don't, I don't want to pretend like there aren't other running backs that can do to the Chiefs what Le'Veon Bell did. I don't think it's specifically his patience oh, or do. their offensive line or any of that. Because, I, I mean, I, I feel like people were kind of joking after last week that, like, are the Chiefs and the Jaguars the best two teams in the AFC? And my initial thought was, I, I don't want Fournette to get the ball 30 or 40 times against us. And, like, that's what Jacksonville will do. Out of necessity, frankly, because Bortles is so bad. But, like, I don't want to play that team. I don't, I don't want to play Tennessee because they have two running backs. And even if DeMarco Murray's been, like, trash for the most part this season, I don't want to play those teams. They are, yeah. Because... Sure. And, I mean, we saw Tennessee beat us last year. We saw Jacksonville run all over us. Was that last year? Mm-hmm. I think it was last year. I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we barely that was won. And that was the, the Foles game, but... I mean, I I just there's there's obviously some issues with the run defense, and I don't know like I I don't really know where to point the finger. I, and and I know a lot of people are saying like some of it has to do with like how they line up. We talked, you know, we mentioned like the nickel package and the dime package and getting into the base package and whatnot. But like, what? The three four is supposed to do is allow the linebackers to run and make plays, and I don't think that the defensive line is is not doing their job there. Like I I think that the bigger problem is that linebacker, and it's also really frustrating. And don't get me wrong, like maybe a lot of teams have to do this, um, and and it's not necessarily that they're like disguising it or what, but um. The fact that when we pretty much know that Pittsburgh is going to run the ball, Frank Zombo comes on the field. When we assume they're going to pass the ball, D. Ford comes on the field. And, like, it's okay to have guys that can be a little bit of a specialist, I guess. But, like, man, the, the Chiefs really need the reinforcements that are coming. Um, and I think it's on both sides of the ball. And I don't know if Tom is going to have any kind of an impact on the defense, but like, yeah. just just give me another body, man. Just give me something, even if it's just a spark of of leadership and excitement and what I don't I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we're five and one. I mean, I I get I know what you're saying. Like the run defense is a problem, but you're talking about like getting a spark and and doing all this like. I'm not trying to make the Steelers game bigger than it is because yes, the Chiefs are five and one. But again, like what I'm talking about with the Chiefs is the bottom line. Before we played Pittsburgh, the Chiefs were the best team in the league, and it wasn't close. And before the season, you said the Chiefs weren't going to compete, so this season didn't matter. You're absolutely right, and we can all adjust our expectations, can't we? Yeah. I, I mean, and I have adjusted my expectations to look to at Super Bowl the or AFC. Is completely wide open. The NFL is wide open. Right. 
And so I can't, I'm not, I can't abide a game like this if I expect the team to go out and win the Super Bowl. If I want the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, then what happened on Sunday is not okay. And so, yes, I do think that it's important to have reinforcements like Tamba. And even if it is some kind of a spark, you can't let stuff like that happen. You can't. Like, I think that what happened on Sunday was completely unacceptable. And so I'm hoping that, you know, getting Steven Nelson back when he comes back is going to help the defense. Not because I think Philip Gaines needs to be cut, but because he is a superior player. I think that getting those three offensive linemen back... Ultimately, you're talking about three new offensive linemen in the center of the line. I think it's going to make a huge difference. And and I think that it's absolutely necessary that they get that. But that doesn't mean that just because we have some injuries that we can have games like that happen. I mean, I, yeah, I guess. I'm looking at solutions. I'm not, I'm not just sitting here. I don't, I'm not just going to wallow about the game. Like, I don't. And yeah, I'm not, we need to change things when we play Pittsburgh again. Everybody else, I'm still confident going against. And there's no dominant team in the NFL. I think we're one of the best, and we have as good a shot as anybody. I mean, I I, I think that there are... You, the, the problem is that, you know, you looked at saying that there's like a certain formula and there are certain teams that the Chiefs don't match up well against. And, it's not really teams, it's just Pittsburgh. Well, I mean... I guess you could throw Tennessee and whatever. Go on. I, I just don't... I just don't want to see the Chiefs run into this again not having learned from it because the expectation was that what happened yesterday was not going to happen. Nobody really saw that coming. I mean, you could say... Uh, you didn't? I mean... I had every single person tell me I, I'm scared about this game. I got scared about the game. I've been about scared. I've been, I haven't had an ounce of being scared about a game all season and I was scared going into that game. I think the reason that... I, I'm not saying that I wasn't scared because it's Pittsburgh. Like I have a tremendous amount of respect for them, but like, I I didn't see the game going exactly the same way. Like I, in almost every possible way, the same way that it did as the playoff game. And like, I mean, I saw I saw the post game from Peters, and they asked him, and he was like. No, this wasn't anything like that Pittsburgh game. Like we scored a touchdown, you know, to to, <laughs> to start the game. Yeah. And like, you yeah, know, it, was, it was very different and whatnot. And I'm just like, Marcus, okay, whatever, buddy. Yeah. I mean, I just, I I think that it was a setback, and I think that if, definitely, and I think that if you end up in the playoffs, and your hope is that we can somehow avoid Pittsburgh or something, like that's that's not how you win a Super Bowl. And that's what we have had to talk about with the Chiefs for so many years. Is like, well, if they can somehow avoid having to play Pittsburgh, or if they can somehow avoid having to play New England, like, I don't, I don't want that anymore. I want to see them do it right. I want to see them, like, beat these teams. And, I mean, do I think they're going to beat Oakland on Thursday? Yeah, because Oakland's 2-4, and four, and Derek Carr has a broken back, and their offense is terrible, and their defense has always been terrible. Yeah, I think they're going to go and win. Do I think they're going to end up, you know, beating the Giants when they play them or the Dolphins? Yeah, I do. None of that has changed because they played Pittsburgh. But if I expect the Chiefs to try to compete for winning a Super Bowl, then they have to fix what happened. No doubt. And I just don't want to sweep it under the rug and move forward and say, well, we're still, I still feel confident about playing most of the other teams in the league. Uh, I don't think I'm trying to do that. I think they... 
They idiotically went in with their typical philosophy, their same way to win most games, into this game. And I think it was a special circumstance game, and they maybe didn't treat it like that. We've talked a lot about the offense saving a lot of things. And then we talk about, in that New England game, they didn't hold back. They knew they were playing New England. They knew they, they had to keep the pedal down the entire game because it was a special circumstance game where New England can is, obviously has this great offense and they can come back at any point, so you have to put the hammer down. So they did, and they changed things up that game, and I was completely worried about going into it that they weren't going to change anything, but they did. They did not going into the... They did not going into the Pittsburgh game. And it was dumb. And it backfired. Mm -hmm. The hope is that they learned. Yeah. But I mean, I... I just... I don't... And I... That's it. That's it. I can't... I can't... I'm not going to sit here and like badmouth Andy Reid. I think he's the best thing that's happened to Chiefs football in 20 years. Like, Andy Reid is fucking family right now. He is La Familia. And he can fuck up, but I am always going to have that guy's back. Because not not Alex Smith, not Kareem Hunt, not Patrick Mahomes, not Marcus Peters, not Justin Houston. None of those guys are the most important thing for the Chiefs. It's Andy Reid. But but does that mean that Andy can't like have a bad day? He can't. Or get something he wrong? Can. Do you feel he like he's can. worthy of scrutiny for the way that they played on Sunday? Yeah. I know that um, before we go, at the very least, just to appease people... We have to talk about whether or not they should have kicked a field goal. Yeah. I mean, that's like been the topic of yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah, let's get to some more. Um, and I know that you are probably staunchly in, in one corner. No. Um, no. <laughs> no, I would have kicked it. I, I would have kicked it. Huh. So, there are, there are a few things that... When I looked at that, like, inside of that moment, the I want to win today in me was, I feel like we should go. And I even said, I want to run it. And then we did. and, and On third down? Yeah. And Andy said it. that he felt really good about the two plays that they were going to run. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I said, I want to run it. And then we called a terrible run play. And then... Entering fourth down, you were like, we're probably going to throw to Demetrius Harris, and we did. <laughs> so, don't get me wrong, we're, we, we're very avid Chiefs fans. This is a Chiefs podcast. Yeah! But I don't think that we should be able to pick out tendencies like that. Especially <laughs> at like, like that important a part of the game. Well, um, I don't know. Why was the run terrible? <clears throat> well, the result of the run there was terrible. Um... I didn't like like how they lined up. The I don't thing, even remember it, to be honest. The thing that I thought was really strange about the offense like throughout the course of the game is that it really didn't seem like they were running the same types of pre-snap misdirection and moving guys around the way that they have been the first five weeks. You know why? I They're other guys. Dude, you're trying to tell me that Chris Conley, who never goes in motion, is the reason that they're not <laughs> not having everyone else go in motion? He stands in one spot. Demarcus Robinson could do the exact same thing and then run that route. No, I guess I'd say Albert Wilson's a, a huge part of their package plays. Yeah, I mean, I guess. But it's like you still have Dat and you still have Tyreek, and those guys are constantly running across the formation doing stuff. And I just like... 
They just look completely out of rhythm. And well, yeah. I, I mean, mean, how many plays do they have in the first half? Like thirteen. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Just that's, yeah. That's that's a good way to get out of rhythm. They are a rhythm-based offense. The defense couldn't get the ball back for them. <laughs> so so they should have kicked the field goal. I think that like that's pretty much where everyone is on it today. Well, that's I mean, just, I I was at the time I was like, man, they should kick it. But looking at it, I mean, I I totally get it. Mm. And honestly, I'd rather lose going for that than if we kick the field goal and then Steelers just go down and run seven minutes off the clock and kick a field goal and then we lose, what, 15-6 or something. Yeah. I'd rather lose the way we did than, than, than that way. Mm-hmm. So I get that. I would have kicked it. But it's a very 50-50 call. I mean, there's no right answer on it. People can say there's a right answer because it didn't work, which people like to do. But Right. I mean, I, I, I thought that they should try to get the touchdown just because, like, you're, you're that close. Like, and, and yeah, I felt I mean, like the, the... We haven't driven all game. We haven't been able to stop them all game. So at that point, it's just like, what is going down six really accomplish? Like, we're just kind of... I mean, we're making it a one-score yeah. game, but do you, did, did anyone have confidence we were going to be able to stop the Steelers on the next drive? No, I mean... Well, I don't, I don't know... It depends on how you define stop. I mean, there's, there's, <laughs> yeah, making I mean, them punt from our thirty-five on fourth and two is kind of a stop. It but is. it's like I it's mean, it's the pussiest know, play imaginable. I just like that that Le'Veon stop where he he pretty much had the first down, but somehow just crumpled down like a half uh-huh. yard short. Oh, yeah. I was I was fairly fifty-fifty on the call. Okay. I mean, it sounds like you were too. I'm not. I just I didn't think that like that was the thing that I I I think that the Chiefs lost because they got out coached and they got out game planned and uh, they did and and it's I it's, think we're in agreement on a lot of things here. It's not. I I don't get people. People were like isolating these moments in the game and saying that it was the play where Antonio Brown ends up scoring a touchdown, which was really frustrating. But like people have been cutting Philip Gaines ever since that happened, and like no, that's, let, that's let me not say why something. The Chiefs let me say something. On that play, Philip Gaines is playing the hardest position in the NFL at that moment. He's playing slot cornerback. He's man to man on a slot receiver. That is the hardest position in the NFL, harder than quarterback. He's also playing against. He's the playing best against wide the receiver. best wide receiver in yeah. the NFL. The best. And he does everything perfectly. He fights through the little pick. He gets his head turned around, kinda, and does everything perfectly up until the ball just hitting him in the face and bouncing up and being caught and run for a touchdown. So, you can be mad at Gaines. I'm not going to roast him personally. Um, But it was kind of... uh, I mean, it it felt very fitting for the day. Like, yep, there it was. There it was. was, That was my treat. There it goes. Just not... not I think we both had within 30 seconds. No words spoken between us in in the living room. Just, yep, there it is. There it is. Not your day. Not your day, Chiefs fans. Um, My main thing... I, I mean, I get that you're mad at Andy. All I'm saying is Andy's our best thing, so I don't... I don't... We're not going anywhere with criticism. We're not going to fire him. So he has to get better, yeah. And that's it. 
Well, I mean, if that was like the actual course of the conversation, this show would have been about like 12 minutes long. All right. right. So, right. I mean, you have to be able to talk about it at least a little bit. Oh, yeah. Talked about it. Um, real quick before we go, um, Chiefs are on a short week. They're going to play the Raiders. Your boy, Sean Smith, zero snaps on Sunday. The only other Raider with zero snaps on Sunday was Edge Manuel, who probably should have played over Derek Carr. He's better than Edge Manuel. Um, so... Put that. Put that in red. Um, let's, uh, let's just... It's a big game. If the Chiefs lose to the Raiders on Thursday... I don't think I'm as confident as... Can most people or as you? I'll say that. The uh, Raiders are bad. I get that, but it's still Thursday night. I think. I think short week on the road. They don't look good, but man, they're gonna want it more than us. <laughs> if the Chiefs lose on Thursday, we're probably gonna have to have a real conversation next week. Um, I will, I will she should still be one of the best teams in the NFL. The idea is to get there and then be playing your best ball in January. Chiefs are on track to get there. We'll see about playing the best ball in January. Well, um, I hope that Thursday is not an utter and complete disappointment. Um, certainly not on the same scale that Sunday was. Um, any, any parting, parting shots or closing thoughts or however that works, Dirk? Uh, not really. Okay. Feel good. Well, folks, this has been Amateur Hour. I'm Rascal Hall. He's his Dirkness. And this is Anderson Pock. If I can figure out the volume situation. Did you say, is Nick coming on today when I played this earlier? Is yeah, this is, this is the one that was in the promo, right? Yeah. Mm. That's not why I picked it. Well, well I picked it. Bob's now. I picked it because you and Carrington had that conversation. You were like, I don't know who Anderson Pock is. Well, I thought it was Kendrick Lamar because I knew the song. Oh. And I had the Kendrick CD. <laughs> but I actually just knew it from... I, I, don't even care, I can't remember. It was either NBA 2K or Madden. Oh, like this, this song? This song is in... Uh, okay. Good song. Yeah, it's called Come Down, which is what the Chiefs did on Sunday. Remember Tom Petty song Come Down? Breakdown, I guess. Breakdown. Yeah, that could have been that could have been appropriate too. But cue it up. No, bad enough already. Hey, I really enjoyed that. Congratulations, honey. You were great. <laughs>